What's going on, everybody? Daryl from Lambsville, USPSA. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, not quite sure how to start this one off. I uh, meant to get this one recorded, edited, and out the door when I got home this evening. But apparently life had... Some other plans. Um, I walked in the door when I got home from work and found that our family cat Snowflake was no longer with us. Um, as in deceased. Don't know how, don't know why. Um, just came home and that's how I found her. So, oh boy, all right, um, but I will get this podcast done, uh, pardon me, uh, and just hopefully, um, hopefully you guys understand. So, didn't, uh. Didn't really want to start off on a bad note, but didn't want to end it on a bad note either, so. Alright, here we go. Uh, USPSA Board of Directors meeting minutes from December 20th, 2022. But before we actually get into that, um, Frozen Chosen, New Year's Day, uh, Hamden Rifle and Pistol Club. Match starts at 10 a.m., the match is already full. So, uh, if you wanted to shoot the match and you did not get registered by now, I don't really know what to tell you. Um, it is always possible that spots will open up, as with any other match. Uh, so the other big thing coming up on the match calendar is going to be the Trident Armory Standby to Fly Benefit Match and Main State Championship. That is going to be June 2nd through the 4th of 2023. Uh, what else? Oh, yes. Duh. Registration. You can tell them my head's not in the game right now. Uh, registration for the Trident Armory Standby to Fly Benefit Match and Main State Championship opens the same day as the Frozen Chosen, January 1. So, be on the lookout for that registration link. Uh, if you want to work staff for that match, we can always, always, always use more staff, just like pretty much any other match. Um, so, yeah, look into that. Uh, that will obviously be on practice score. Uh, follow the Trident Armory shooting team uh, on Facebook if you have not already. Also, there is a new Facebook page up for the Standby to Fly Initiative, which is the, let's call it the official nonprofit organization of the Trident Armory shooting team. Um, 
It is an actual main 501c uh, nonprofit. Everything is legit. 100% of the proceeds go to the match, which is benefiting the Travis Mills Foundation for, uh, I keep wanting to say this year, but it's technically next year. It'll be this year in another uh, few days. Um, yeah, they have a goal of raising $100,000 for this match. Let's help them get there. So, link will be in the description to uh, to their Facebook page and and all the information on the match. And again, registration opens January 1st. So let's get into these meeting minutes. There is a lot to unpack here. Uh, if you get on the USPSA website, you go to member resources when you're logged in. And over on the left side to BOD minutes, you can find all of these minutes and all the associated um, stuff that goes with it. There's the minutes themselves, and then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different they call them attachments, but they're not really attached. They're they're separate files. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff to unpack here. So let's get started. Roll call. We have uh, everyone in attendance with the exception of Area 1 Bruce Gary. He is in excused absence. So basically absent with notice. Other attendees to the meeting are Frank Rizzi and Mel Rodero. They are both uh, area elector, uh, area director elects. Uh, Frank Rizzi's from Area Seven after beating out Lee Cabana. Um, Mel Rodero, I'm not quite sure which area he is from, uh, but he was there also. So, motion, uh, the meeting was called to order at 7.10 p.m. by Yemen Lin, president. Immediately, there is a motion to allow Mel Rodero and Frank Rizzi to attend the meeting. That motion was by Area 3, Kevin Collins, seconded by Area 6, Bruce Wells, passed unanimously. Well, yeah, why shouldn't they be there? Um, you know, they haven't officially taken over yet, but it, it's always nice to get them in, you know, a little bit beforehand so they can kind of figure out how everything works. So the president, uh, again, Yimin Lin, went over bylaws, uh, section 10.2 regarding confidentiality. (laughs) That's funny. Um, And the reason I laugh at that is because I'm sure you've all seen on social media, there's been all kinds of talk and discussions and everything else about some of the more recent goings on of the board of director meetings. And one of the things that I noticed was a lot of information came out before the damn meeting minutes did. So obviously there's a leak somewhere. Um, no idea where the leak is, but there's a leak somewhere. So, uh, and then the president discussed uh, the process for gathering and disseminating the meeting minutes. Second motion to, or another motion, I should say, to remove the financials agenda from the agenda due to the proximity to the last meeting and the November numbers are not ready yet. 
Um, so basically, they'd be reviewing the same information that they reviewed last month. Motion laid on the table by Area 3 Kevin Collins, seconded by Area 7 Lee Cabana, passed unanimously. At this point, Mel Rodero and Frank Rizzi were given an opportunity to introduce themselves. And then we get into the World Shoot update. President Yi Min Lin. U.S. region delegation performed well and did a great job representing the organization and the country. It was a great opportunity to participate at the General Assembly and to discuss competition matters common to both organizations. I am looking forward to sending competitive delegations to the upcoming PCC slash mini rifle and shotgun world shoots. Special thanks to Leighton and Troy for their presence and assistance at the General Assembly and Bob Young for assisting the teams as a U.S. delegate during the main match. Uh, from Troy McManus, DNROI. Uh, he thanked Bob Young and Yimin Lin for their help during World Shoot. U.S. teams exhibited exemplary teamwork. Great experience. Thanks to Trevor Cotter for taking stage videos as he shot the pre-match and sharing it via WhatsApp to the rest of the U.S. region delegation. Now, on an aside here. That's cool. Okay. You get somebody that can shoot the pre-match and getting video of of all the stages and then taking those videos and sending them to the rest of your teammates so that they can develop plans and everything. That A lot of people say it's cheating. A lot of people say it's unsportsmanlike. Um, I like it. I I really do. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, well, it was last year, 2021, uh, I shot the Go Fast, Don't Suck Postal match. And one of the things that I did on one of the stages was I actually took my cell phone out and walked the stage prior to the match starting and had my cell phone video recording as if it was my firearm. And then... During the walkthrough, when we actually got to that stage, obviously I walked through the stage again, but I also went back and watched that video and really burned that stage plan into my mind. Um, that's that's an instance where video can be very, very, very helpful. So, now we go on to Area 2, Leighton, not going to try to butcher his last name. Uh, his comments on World Shoot, he was impressed with the teamwork and how our team helped each other. Uh, Yemin and Troy did a phenomenal job. This is the best world shoot, world shoot he has been to. Received word from friends in the General Assembly that Yemin was very active in the meeting and did a great job representing the U.S. And expect after this experience, everybody will want to go to World Shoot. So we, uh, they will need to work on a... Uh, work on the slot policy for 2025. And from the president, again, a special thank you to Jake Martens, I assume, just as Jake, uh, and the team for promoting the U.S. delegation through social media and for the team videos. Now we get to DME, Jake Martens, on status of 2023 national events. Uh, reviewed slot, uh, nationals slot policy and timelines for upcoming nationals. Remind section coordinators to check their emails for slot information. 
Troy has staff applications available for all four matches, and that is uspsa.org slash NROI slash national slash application. And on another aside, I did put my uh, my hat in the ring for Iron Sight Nationals out in uh, Ohio, I believe it is, in September, I think. So we'll see what happens there, see if I get picked. Uh, whether I do or not, I mean, it really doesn't matter. I would like to go to Nationals. Um, and to be perfectly honest, working it is probably the only way that I would go to Nationals. Um, just because, I mean, I live in Maine. It's like halfway across the country. Uh, so now we get into reports from, first up, the director, Managing Director Donna Webb. Uh, getting ready for the January meeting, finalizing hotel and logistics, working on 2023 budget in preparation for the in-person board meeting. American Express cards will be used by the board of directors when we roll out Concur in January. Not quite sure what that is. Uh, this will give us more visibility into expenses. Well, yeah, I should hope so, because now everything is tracked all on, on the card. Uh, and the cards are supplied by USBSA. It's not like the area directors will be, you know, using a card, their card, and then, oh, you know, I need reimbursement for this. You get it. Uh, this will give more visibility expenses. It also gives the organization the opportunity to use the American, American Express, quote-unquote, points uh, for supplies and other items the organization can use. Uh, credit card and finance slash expense policy will all be reviewed and signed at the meeting before handing out the credit cards. From the DME, Jake Martens, carry optics slot policy is complete, uh, reviewed, earned, and section slots distribution. Pre-registration opens on January 20th for anyone who earned a slot. Uh, Troy has applications out for staff, as we know. Uh, Zach has the info for World Speech and Championship. Uh, working with Adam Maxwell on scheduling of the registration for Multigun Nationals. Now, if you remember, Multigun Nationals in 2023 is going to be contracted out. It will still be a USPSA-sanctioned event, but USPSA will not necessarily be running it. It's going to be contracted out to a third party. Uh, hopefully a third party that has a good amount of knowledge in multi-gun shooting. Uh, reviewed the current reaffiliation report with clubs that have not reaffiliated. Area directors need to share the report with section coordinators for follow-up. From the DIT, Rick Bratzel. Uh, continuing projects that were listed last month and shared feedback from the new member survey. DNROI, Troy McManus Report, reviewed the rules audit conducted by the Rules Committee. That document is one of the attached. Uh, most rules audit changes involve course design and other non-equipment changes. So I did kind of scroll down through those. I may do another pod, uh, an actual podcast episode on those, but that's, uh, yeah, a lot of them were just course design stuff. Uh, discussion around proposed division changes and additions. This one has me a little little up in arms here. 
proposed limited optics division. So this will be a provisional division. Uh, there was some discussion on whether it should be major and minor or minor only. It looks like per the document that is in here, it is going to be minor scoring only. That that makes no sense. That really makes no sense. It's basically, if you look at the rules, and I'll go over these in a separate episode. If you look at the rules for this limited optics division, essentially, it is limited division with an optic on the gun. Limited division with an optic on the gun. Now, how many limited shooters are running minor power factor? How many are running minor? I, I, I mean, I'm running major myself, shooting just a regular Glock. So, how many limited shooters are going to be running major? Well, they're they're going to have to tune their ammo down quite a bit to run limited optics. I mean, they don't have to, but you don't get any extra points for major because there is no major scoring in limited optics. I don't get it. Um, so any limited legal firearm, slide-mounted optics only. Uh, they talked about the effect on existing divisions like carry optics. And any decision on keeping or changes must be data-driven. Then there's a proposed change to limited 10 to allow optics. Jumping, jumping, Jiminy. Um, Any legal L10 gun... Uh, changes simply from a no to a yes on line 13 of Appendix Alpha, uh, appendix Delta 3. It includes revolvers and any mounting system. Well, why not just do the same thing for limited? Why not do the same damn thing for limited? If all you're going to do for limited 10 is say, oh yeah, you can put a dot on your, your limited 10 gun. Why not just say, you can put a dot on your limited gun? Oh, no, 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 no. We have to make this whole other set of rules and regulations and create a whole new division to simply allow limited guns to have optics. So why are we not, if if we're going that route, why are we not creating a limited 10 optics division? What moron came up with this way of thinking? That, that's all I want to know. Apparently, I, I don't know. Whoever came up with this needs to go smoke another one, as far as I'm concerned. And then there is a proposed change to the capacity and production. Uh, discussed around change to factory capacity. Um, so the gun must still fit in the box or 140 millimeter mag length 
as with carry optics. So don't know which way they're going to go on that. Um, I mean, if you go with 140 millimeter mag length, instead of gun must fit in the box, then there's no point in you having a box. Because 140 millimeter mag length may not fit in the damn box, depending on the size of the gun. So just have everybody throw their boxes out and not use them anymore? I, I don't get it. Um, allows for minimal base pad addition, depending on the firearm, if the box is used. They also discussed restricting to no base pads. Well, okay, define a base pad. Uh, most factory capacities, 15 to 19 rounds. So anything on the production list is, yeah, a lot of them are over 10 pounds factory capacity. Uh, now my Springfield XDS 3.3 inch barrel is only nine rounds at the biggest magazine you can get for it, but it's also not on the production list, so I can't shoot it in production. So, you, you get what I'm saying. So, there will be a member comment system with the published proposals no later than the 28th of December. Um, well, in case you hadn't realized, uh, today is the 28th of December. It is 1835 hours, or 635 for those of you who don't speak 24-hour time. Here on the East Coast, and I still haven't seen anything come out yet. Uh, let's see. Member comment system with the published proposals allowing 30 days of member comment prior to the in-person board meeting. Personally, I think it should be a little more than 30 days, but, well, I, I see where they're going with this. Uh, at the World Shoot, competitors mentioned they are seeing the NROI blog NROI tips videos and listening to the podcast with positive feedback provided. Um, on the latest NROI podcast, Troy did mention not it wasn't the U.S. guys that were coming up and saying, hey, we love the podcast and everything. It was competitors from other nations. Everybody from, you know, members of the Thai team to the ROs there in Thailand, to, you know, Japanese and Chinese and all, all these, sorry, I hit the mic there, all these competitors and, and range officers were telling Troy, hey, we love the podcast, we love the blog, we love the tips videos. I Personally, I love them too. They are a great training tool. I've so far listened to every episode of the podcast couple of them I have listened to more than once. Um, the NROI blog is great. The tips videos, eh, those are coming along. Um, I, I think obviously they could do some more with those, but I like the direction they're headed with it. Uh, there have been six to seven Rangemaster applications, and they are in the process of assigning RMIs. Ray Hurst is retiring the end of January. There have been three applications submitted for the RMI spot and selection process is ongoing. I had the opportunity to work with Ray Hurst at the Area 7 Championship this year. Great guy. Um, kind of sucks to see him go, really. I would have uh, liked to 
have worked with him a lot more. Just great guy, a lot of knowledge. Um, I, I think that's going to put a hole in the instructor core. I really do. Uh, they are building a stats endorsement course. That's cool. I like that. Um, I, I, I'll probably get that endorsement just because that's the way I am. Um, I've already got my SCSA endorsement, my multi-gun endorsement. Hell, throw on a stats endorsement. Um, I, I, I like that. Uh, Vitaly Kryuchin. Maybe I'm pronouncing it correctly. Maybe I'm not. Uh, he is the IPSC president. Uh, shared materials from the MISIA seminar conducted at World Shoot. So NROI will incorporate information from that into a new competitor safety program. Uh, new chrono training module is in development. Very nice. Uh, they are going to review all the classifiers, may revamp slash retire some, and add clarifying information to others. Uh, NROI tips videos. Rick will start doing some of our own so we can get more out there. Very nice. Uh, let's see. International program to teach steel challenge rules. And the rules committee report has been sent to the BOD. And see attached documents. So committee updates. Uh, investment account committee met with potential new company. Uh, Donna to get the terms from each company. The Michael Voigt Education Fund. Donna will assume chair role for the committee. Uh, meeting with Maggie in January at SHOT to align the organization with her intent in 2022 application review. World Shoot Policy. Uh, PCC and Shotgun World Shoot is 2023. Need to get this done so people can plan. Need to have a 2025 handgun world shoot policy as soon as possible also. With carry optics registration opening on January 1st. IPSEC Nationals. Uh, discussion for uh, discussion ongoing for the 2023 host range. They probably ought to get that locked down. Uh, let's see. Replaced... Area 3 Director Kevin Collins with incoming Area 4 Director Mel Rodero, that's where Mel's from, uh, to the World Shoot Policy Committee effective January 1st. Steel Challenge Committee, 98 guns, all staffed have registered, and all staff have registered. Uh, or it looks like 98 guns is all staff, and registration opens January 21st. As far as old business, uh, bylaws updates for Article 2 and 16.2 and a change log to be posted. Updates were posted on 12-20 of 2022. USPSA rifle, shotgun, and multi-gun rulebook to be revised by January 31st with provisional modified division added. New business. Steel challenge request for reclassification policy discussion similar to USPSA handgun policy. A motion by the Steel Challenge Coordinator, Zach Jones, to work with the Director of IT, Rick Brotzel, to formalize and communicate a process for requesting reclassification in Steel Challenge. Motion by Area 6, Bruce Wells, seconded by Area 7, Lee Capanna, passed unanimously. Additional items. 
runoff election. Based on the bylaws, the runoff election would occur from February 14th to March 15th. That is from bylaw 6.6 and 6.8. Question. Is it possible to start the runoff election sooner since we have the results and have notified the election firm? Answer, no. Per the bylaws, we must wait 30 days. Gave the election firm notice of the runoff on 12-19. So the runoff can start no sooner than January 18th. Uh, As far as the in-person board meeting, There is a schedule for the meeting. Donna will send out emails with reminders and in-person meeting structure discussed. Motion to withdraw Steel Challenge Reclassification Proposal 2022-04 as previous motion for uh, DSC and DIT to formalize and communicate reclassification process supersedes the proposal. Motion was handed up by Area 3 Kevin Collins, seconded by Area 8 Ted Murphy, passed unanimously. At this point, 10.57 p.m., there is a motion by Area 4 Chad Stanton to adjourn, seconded by Area 7 Lee Kamana, passed unanimously in the final Board of Directors meeting. For 2022 for the United States Practical Shooting Association is done. (sighs) So, Chad Stanton and Lee Cabana are are on their way out. This, This was their final uh their final board meeting. Um, I wish them the best of luck with their continuing endeavors in the sport. Uh, I I know for a fact I will see Lee at uh, at a lot of matches this year uh, up in Hamden. I hopefully can make it down to Augusta a couple of times and uh, and shoot with him down there and those guys. But uh, yeah, we'll see got two new members of the board we got a new president we got the managing director let's uh let's see what they all can do and see which direction the sport goes so that is it for me i have yacked on for long enough thank you everyone for listening be sure to uh subscribe or whatever you do to the podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes also check out the youtube channel youtube.com slash usbsa If you have questions, comments, uh, ideas uh, for, you know, future episode topics, shoot me an email, lambsillshooting at gmail.com. Also, you can check out the Discord server, uh, check out Facebook, facebook.com slash USPSA. I'm also on Instagram. Look for me there. (sighs) Okay, I'm done talking. I'm going to go find something to eat. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and until we meet again, shoot safe.